Okay. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Um, this will be the second informational Zoom session of the summer with the Office of Student Success and Transition. Um, my name is Ellie Hogg. If you were on the first Zoom session a couple weeks ago, you may remember me. I am the Program Associate for the Office of Student Success and Transition. Um, tonight, I am joined by my colleague, Rosanna Wilhite, who will introduce herself in just a second. And we're also joined by some lovely representatives from the Financial Aid Office here at Berea College. Um, so we're going to have a lot of great information for you tonight. Um, first, I'm going to toss it over to Rosanna to tell you a little bit about the Office of Student Success and Transition if you aren't able to attend our first Zoom session. And then she will toss it over to Chris Thomas from Student Financial Aid Services. Um, just a reminder, if you have any questions, please be sure to drop them in the chat. Um, we'll have some time at the end for question and answer as well, but for now, just drop them in the chat as we're going along. Um, if you think of any questions that are a little bit more specific to you and your situation, please feel free to email them to sst at berea.edu. Um, and if I could call on one of our orientation leaders, Jeb, could you please drop that email address in the chat for me? Um, and we know there's going to be a lot of great information tonight. If you want to take notes, but things are moving too quickly, please keep in mind that the audio from tonight will be available as a podcast on the Berea Bound podcast, probably later this week or early next week. So don't worry if you're scrambling to write things down, it will be available to you later. Um, but for now, I'm going to go ahead and toss it over to Rosanna. Hello, so excited to have you guys here tonight. My name is Rosanna Wilhite, and I am a coordinator of student success at Berea College in the Office of Student Success and Transition, also called SST. It's a bit of a mouthful to say the whole title all the time. So SST from now on, here on out. Um, we were formerly known as the Office of First Year Initiatives until about a year ago. And so we used to work with students who are in their, a lot of students who are in their first year at Berea College, whether you're a first time college student a transfer student, a returning student who took a leave of absence or was coming back, um, you would touch base with our um, office. Our office is basically centered around all things that help make students successful. Yeah, um, that encompass, encompasses several programs and events like there's a program called Bridge. Um, there's a course called GST 101 that are most of the time is taught out of our, our, out of our office by individuals. Um, but also there are tons of other things. So if you need help with degree planning, choosing curriculum, if you just have questions and you're not sure who to go to, please come to our office, yeah? We might not be the office that houses that, but we can connect you to someone who does house that or has more information on it. And we would love to be your first stop to help guide you through that process. So for the next several years as you're working your way through your college career, your curriculum and everything, we are here for you, especially this first year, we quite high touch with our office, but even after that, we are there for whenever you have challenges in your transitions, even if you just wanna to touch base and talk to us, we're happy um, to do that. Um, if you have any questions, you can always peruse our website, um, sst at berea.edu or berea.edu dot, yeah, forward slash sst, the reverse. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and hand it over to Chris, who has tons of great information about for you about financial aid.
Hey folks, uh, again, welcome and uh, wanted to welcome you specifically from our office, the Student Financial Aid Services, and um, congratulate you on your admittance to Berea College. Uh, it's a big deal. I remember uh, when I got my acceptance letter a long time ago, uh, but I do remember that. And so uh, we congratulate you and First of all, we want to tell you that uh, we know that this journey is going to be a partnership uh, with the college, with you, with your family. Uh, if you're a dependent student, uh, we want to make sure that we keep the lines of communication open with, with all parties and make sure that we are communicating with each other and that it's not just uh, us communicating with you uh, but also keeping your uh, parents uh, in the loop for those of you, again, that are dependent students. Uh, so I do, do want to touch on a few things uh, this evening, but uh, the bulk of tonight, I'd like to just uh, open it up and give you all uh, opportunity to ask questions of us. Uh, I do have a silent partner on the line who is the Director of Financial Aid Services, uh, Teresa Louder, but... Uh, she may choose to, to hang out in the background tonight. I don't know. She, she, may, she may pop in here in a little bit. Um, but to get us started, just wanted to talk about the specific um, costs that you can imagine that every student, you know, not only at Berea College, but across the country. Uh, so you hear about rising costs for college and you hear about affordability. And so one of the things that we're very proud of at Berea is the tuition promise. And so I'm sure that you all have heard of that many, many times through the admissions process, but did just want to touch on that just a little bit. Again, the tuition promise is uh, a promise, in, again, touching on the partnership between Berea and you as a student. It is a uh, promise that you nor your family would have to pay for tuition. So tuition does get charged. Uh, some, sometimes students will come into Berea not thinking that, uh, thinking that, that Berea is free, so totally free, but tuition does get charged. It just gets paid for by other sources other than you, the student, and or your family. Uh, so it can come by a variety of sources, come from state sources, federal sources, could come from private sources, come from institutional sources. So you will get charged tuition, uh, but you don't have to pay for that tuition because of the tuition promise for uh, Berea College. However, you could be uh, responsible to pay what we call uh, meals and housing and fees. So this could encompass your term bill. We do, however, uh, package uh, your aid as a uh, what we call a zero uh, EFC aligned term bill. So if you have a zero EFC, then that means your initial term bill is going to be zero. Let's say your EFC is a thousand, then your initial term bill is going to be a thousand for the year, five hundred per term, so 500 in the fall, 500 in the spring. 
So again, that's uh, what we call the EFC aligned term bill. And that just kind of help you determine this first year uh, based on your expected family contribution. I know I threw out that EFC term, uh, just means expected family contribution. And that will help you look at what that number is and determine what your initial costs uh, could be this first year. Now, there are some costs uh, above that. That's, uh, as I said, the base term bill. And then you might have to look at if your courses have any class fees, uh, the purchase of books and supplies and those kinds of things. But just talking specifically about uh, room board and fees, uh, we do do that uh, EFC aligned term bill. And wanted to also talk about outside scholarships. So many of you have won scholarships. And so um, we can put in the chat uh, our CPO if somebody wants to put that in there. It's uh, Student Financial Aid Services or F S F A S CPO 2172. If you need to send us a check, uh, you can send it to that address, uh, just Student Financial Aid Services, CPO 2172, Berea, Kentucky 40404. Now, if your granting organization requires some documentation from us, then uh, we can handle that a couple of different ways. We could do that through email. Uh, we can also get on a Zoom session if we need to, um, or we can handle that uh, through, um, through fax if, if your organization would rather work that way. Uh, but so we are able to receive those documents in a number of ways. Sometimes granting or organizations require the institution to sign something first. Sometimes they require the student to initiate something. So if you know how your granting organization for your outside scholarship wants that to work for you, then uh, we're happy to communicate that uh, way with you. If you don't know and, and you're just confused about the process, uh, reach out to us. We'd uh, we walk through that process with you, find out if the organization just wants to send a check or if they need some documentation, if they need your award letter and those kinds of things. Uh, so if you as the student need to reach out to us, uh, probably the best way right now to do that is through our email. It's uh, finaid, F-I-N-A-I-D, and that's at berea.edu, so finaid at berea.edu. Um, again, if somebody doesn't mind putting that in the chat, I would appreciate it, but that's a, a good way to get a hold of us. We are kind of in the office a little bit nowadays, but not full-time, uh, so if you would rather call, um, you might catch us in there. It's... Um, 859-985-3, what is our number? Haven't used it, haven't used it in so long. <laughs> three, zero, three, three, one, zero. Sorry about that. So 859-985-3310. Uh, that would be our phone number. So happy to get a hold of you uh, in any way that you need us to for those uh, out to facilitate those outside scholarship payments to come to Berea. Keys uh, is also an outside scholarship. It comes from uh, the state of Kentucky. So many of you are 
Kentucky, uh, graduated from Kentucky high schools uh, and or took the ACT. So you're getting money uh, from Keys. And uh, we will, that usually comes through us through Kia, the granting organization, usually in the summer, uh, late July, early August. Uh, so if you have questions about your keys at this point, the, probably the best place to do would be to log in online on, your, on the keys website to see what that award is. Because like I said, they won't send us that roster until um, late, uh, mid to late August, uh, mid to late summer. And so if you call us or contact us about your keys award, we won't necessarily know what that award is gonna be until that time. Uh, so again, better if you look that up online. Some of you were selected for verification. Uh, so just wanted to reach out to those folks uh, that were selected for verification and possibly uh, either have been confused by the process or haven't been able to log in or complete the process. Um, if you'll reach out to me uh, through that uh, through that FinAid email box, we can make sure and get you logged in, get your parents logged in. There's been a bit of confusion about student login, about parent login. And so we're happy to walk through that process with you uh, at any time. Um, with that, uh, I can open it up for questions uh, and see what, uh, what specific questions folks have. Um, I do wanna say, uh, as Ellie said, if you do have very specific questions to your situation, those might be, uh, you may wanna handle uh, on a one-on-one -on -one basis, uh, either with her team or with our team. Um, we don't necessarily want to uh, give out personal information or very specific information in this kind of forum. And I can't necessarily see the question. So uh, do we have uh, sort of a moderator that will read those questions or how are we going to do that? I can do that. So um, folks, feel free to send your um, questions into the chat, or if you'd like to unmute yourself, you can also do it that way. Um, but we see, I see we do have one question. Um, does Berea require proof of graduation for verification as well? Actually, there is a category of students that get selected for verification that uh, have to supply that. But uh, that's not normally a part of the process of, of every verification. So if you were asked to require those specific documents, then you would know that as part of the verification process. But again, it's not part of every verification that we have to do. Again, feel free to drop any questions that you have into the chat, or you can also unmute yourselves. It 
Okay, so one student was wondering if they have not received anything about verification, does that mean that they are good to go? Yes, uh, so I, I assume most of you have gotten your packet um, and have logged in, created your user credentials for, the, for my Berea. So that email would be waiting inside of your uh, Berea inbox. So once you are able to get into that system, if you do not see a, an email from the Student Financial Aid Services about verification, then that is a correct assumption. You were not selected. Okay, so another question. So I'm assuming um, this person is under 18 maybe. Um, the question is, how does the loan process look um, when you are a minor and will still be in college? So I'm assuming there's someone who won't turn 18 until after they've started at Berea. Sure. Yeah, we, we do um, federal loans and we do institutional loans. Uh, we don't really mention those up front as a bullet point uh, because lots of times first year students don't need those, uh, but it is an option for students and families that do uh, have to take advantage of the student loan pro, pro, uh, process. Uh, it doesn't differ for students that are 17 or you know, what we would consider minors. It is a student loan. And so it is in the name of the student. The parent would not be a co-signer. The parent would not, we would not check uh, parental um, financial history or none of that. So again, it is a student loan. And uh, for anybody that needs to avail themselves of that service, we are happy to walk through that process with you. Um, so someone said you mentioned keys money. Um, did you mention where it would go? So I guess what would students need to go to get their keys money to Berea? So once, uh, once we get the roster from Kia, uh, we automatically put it in your package. So when you got your award letter uh, most recently or um, a little while back, it did not, you may not have noticed, it did not have keys in it or any outside scholarship if we haven't received those check funds yet. So once we receive those funds, we will update the award letter, we'll send you a communication, and uh, then you'd be able to go online and see that new award letter and how the, the keys award affects your award. Um, speaking of communications, I did want to say that we'll be reaching out um, to new students and to transfer students about uh, signing up for electronic communications. And so we are um, mandated by federal law to get your consent to, in order to communicate with you uh, by electronic means. Otherwise we'd have to send you paper uh, and, and work through um, the snail mail and those kinds of things. Uh, but we'll be reaching out, getting that electronic consent or unconsent for those of you that would rather not uh, consent to electronic communication. Um, so on the topic of keys money, does keys money renew every year or is it a one-time thing? Uh, it depends. Um, many of the answers that uh, you may come to learn in financial aid are it depends. And so, 
that uh, that keys depends. And the reason why I say that is because there is a GPA limit that you must have in subsequent years to keep the keys money award. And I believe it's a 2.5. And so, yes, as long as a student maintains a 2.5, maintains uh, full enrollment, then they would receive the keys award in subsequent years. Hmm. Oh, if you have outside scholarship money, do you choose where that money goes towards in school? So I'm assuming they are wondering if it could go toward books or if it has to go toward a specific thing or if they just send it and it's used to cover their general bill. Typically, we uh, we like to say that outside scholarships would cover um, books and supplies, uh, again, because of new students. Uh, having their term bill, what we call EFC aligned, as long as the expected family contribution is paid, then the outside scholarships, including keys, funds becomes available for those books and supplies. Okay, so um, a student had a question about um, how student health insurance works in terms of financial aid. Could you speak a little bit to that? Sure. So the college does have health insurance. It's a very, um, I don't want to say minor um, coverage, but it does cover uh, med major medical. That's a tongue twister. Uh, major medical and not dental uh, and not vision. Um, but that does um, originate with the college. We are self-insured, uh, the, the insurer holder of that policy. And so if folks are coming in and they're either uh, graduating off, graduating, that's not a good term, but getting uh, off of their parents' program because they're no longer in high school or just needing to uh, pick up insurance because they're, they didn't, didn't have insurance to, to their parents, then yes, they could get uh, what we call college insurance. But again, it doesn't cover uh, minor scrapes, bruises, cuts, those kinds of things. However, we do have a health service that, uh, that would fulfill that kind of gap there for students that would have to go for vaccination, vaccinations, colds, flus, uh, cuts, scrapes, bruises, those kinds of things students would go to uh, our health service on campus. And also in terms of the, the college health insurance, historically, uh, if a student was, uh, has been Pell eligible, then the college has covered the cost of that insurance. And uh, so I'm not sure if that's going to continue uh, into this next academic year, but that's something that we've done historically for many, many years is cover the cost of that insurance for students that are Pell eligible. Okay, so I think we're pretty much caught up on questions at the moment. Again, um, students, y'all are welcome to unmute yourselves and ask questions that way as well. 
and orientation leaders, if you are thinking of any questions that you had coming in, you should also share those as well, because I'm guessing that some students are thinking of them, but maybe haven't thought to ask them yet. Sure, I actually have a question that I had when I was coming in. For everyone who does not know me, I am Shola. I am the student orientation coordinator and I work in the Office of Student Success and Transition. But one of my questions were, um, for students who want to find scholarships, is there a way for the school to help us with that? Um, or do you have any ideas as to what students can do to find outside scholarships outside of Berea in order to get some more of their EFC covered? I, I wonder if we should also say, did you find an answer to that question when you uh, were <laughs> first coming in? <laughs> um, we do have on our website uh, scholarship scholarship searches. Uh, the most popular one right now is FastWeb, uh, just F-A-S-T-W-E-B, um, FastWeb. Also, if you go to uh, the big uh, governmental website, it's studentaid.gov, uh, uh, you can find scholarship searches there as well. And so, Berea College, to, to answer that, drill down a little bit more specifically, Berea College doesn't really have outside scholarships on the shelf, so to speak. So at other institutions, you might go into the financial aid office and fit a certain profile, and they say, here, we have a scholarship for you. Uh, Berea is a little bit different in that way. We don't necessarily house scholarships, but we accept scholarships that students uh, go out and, and win and then bring into the institution. Okay. Um, so a couple questions about how labor and financial aid work together. Um, so a student said uh, they understand that a portion of our of their um, payment for the labor program goes toward tuition and some goes to them directly. Could you talk a little bit about how that breakdown works? Sure. So um, none of your labor earnings would pay for tuition. Uh, begin, uh, again, remember tuition is paid for uh, for you by other sources. And so you never have to pay for tuition. Now, you may have to use some of your labor earnings to pay for what we again labeled the term bill, uh, which was room board and fees. Um, you may, if you have, let's say, let's take the student that has a zero EFC and uh, doesn't have any, miraculously doesn't have to purchase any books. So their cost for their first semester could be zero. Uh, they have no term bill, no books they had to purchase, and no class fees. So they would be zero. So in that case, then the student would be receiving the entirety of their labor earnings. So whatever you earned per hour, and you work those hours uh, per paycheck, that would come to you in the form of a check if you didn't sign up for payroll, um, for direct deposit or directly deposit it into your bank uh, if you signed up for the direct deposit process. Uh, so let's take the student that does owe something on their account, uh, their term bill. You can choose to, the student can choose to sign up for what we call payroll deduction. Uh, and that's where the college would take out a percentage of your labor earnings 
to help pay for your term bill, your meals, room, and fees. Uh, and, and that's a process that you elect to do. And so the college doesn't mandate that you do that, uh, but it's a process that you could do. Now, for those of you, we, we've talked a lot about zero EFCs. Let's talk a little bit about those of you that have a little higher EFC. And when you first come to campus, what does that mean for you if you have a higher EFC? When, when you come to campus, we'll have this process called confirmation, or shortly before you arrive, we'll have this process called confirmation. And what that means is we just want to confirm that you're actually uh, enrolled, you're present, you're ready to attend classes, and you have your, all of your financial situations in order. And so we, we say that uh, there's a couple of different ways that you can have your financial situation in order. You can have your uh, bill totally paid in full, your term bill totally paid in full, and that's one way to resolve it. You can, if payroll deduction uh, is enough to cover your bill uh, throughout the term, then you may sign up for payroll deduction. If you have a higher bill, you may need a parent payment plan. So let's say you're a dependent student and uh, your expected family contribution is 1500 and so it's going to be about 750 that first term. You guys don't have that when you come to campus in August, uh, but your family is willing to set up what we call a, a parent payment arrangement or parent payment plan, which basically uh, allows that $750 to be paid in, in certain increments. And, uh, and so that is an option that uh, families can avail themselves uh, of as well. Okay. Um, so I was wondering, Chris, could you talk a little bit about textbooks and paying for textbooks and financial aid? Mm -hmm. Sure. So textbooks uh, can happen a couple of different ways. We do have a, a bookstore, an online bookstore, where students can purchase textbooks, or students are welcome to use uh, any other textbook source, Amazon or you know whatever else is out there to purchase textbooks. If you do purchase them through the online bookstore, then they will that charge will flow automatically to your student account. Um, if you purchase them, obviously, if you purchase a, a book from Amazon or a third party, then you would have to use a credit or debit card to, to make that purchase. Uh, one of the benefits of having that, uh, that online purchase is that uh, then you know that you can use one of those methods that I talked about, whether it's the payment plan or the payroll deduction, um, to pay that off throughout the term. Uh, and you don't have that upfront cost uh, that you would have if you purchased it from a third party. Uh, but, you know, students have, have, some students have said that they find cheaper textbooks on uh, online. So some students find that they have uh, cheaper tech, find cheaper textbooks with uh, third parties. And so you just, I think on that, you would have to do your research. Make sure I would, I would say, and, and probably some of the orientation people can echo, make sure if you do purchase from a third party that you're getting the exact author the exact edition, uh, because if you get a different edition than your, your teacher specifies, you may have purchased a book that you can't use. 
Okay. Um, someone also pointed out, um, I believe one of the orientation members messaged and also said that um, you can check the Bray College Facebook to see if any of your um, peers have had, any of your like upperclassmen students have had the textbook that you need previously and can maybe loan it to you or sell it to you or just give it to you um, for a lower price. Um, so one other thing, if you could talk a little bit about it, Chris, um, some students were wondering about paying for the laptops they get, if that's something that factors into the overall cost to attend, or if that is indeed something that's free for them. The laptop program, fortunately, at Berea College is not a cost to the student. There is a small, what we call a technology fee, and that's for, uh, not specifically for the laptop, but that's for the overall infrastructure of uh, everything computer um, related on campus. That's the infrastructure, that's the network, you know, that's the folks that work in ISNS, that's the laptop. So everything computer related um, goes into that, uh, that technology fee helps to fund those, those costs. Uh, but again, once you get here, uh, you'll go through the process of receiving that laptop from ISNS, uh, from Technology Resources, and there is no charge to your student account. There's no fee that uh, they're going to make when you first pick that up. And so it is part of the program at Berea College. Okay, so the next question that I see in the chat, um, when will we know to pay for these fees um, when they get to college, when they get to campus? So again, that's one of the first things that, uh, that we wanna make sure you have squared away is um, how this uh, amount is gonna get resolved. And again, we, we consider resolved a number of different ways, not, not just paid up front or paid in full, uh, but it could be payroll deduction, could be a payment plan, could be a loan for, for families and students that need to take out a loan. So you could resolve your term bill any number of those ways, but it does need to be done in the beginning. Uh, just so basically, basically, again, going back to that partnership, it's so that uh, you would know, we would know as the institution how that term bill is going to get paid. Okay, thank you. Um, this is a great question. Is there free Wi Fi on campus or do we have to pay for our own Wi Fi? <laughs> I should let all of the orientation team answer that one. <laughs> they experience it more than me. <laughs> uh, no, in the administrative buildings, there is Wi-Fi. Actually, I will let uh, somebody, if they want to speak in terms of your dorm, uh, is it reliable in your dorm? I don't, I don't know. I don't access Wi-Fi in the dorm. Um, sure, I can take that one. Uh, oh, yeah, OK. Um, <laughs> yes, there is free Wi-Fi on campus everywhere in every building. In terms of reliability for your computer, it's great. However, if you have the ability to up that data plan on your phone, student to student, I would say look into that. However, yes, you can access the Wi-Fi on both your phone and computer. Um, it's been, for the most part, reliable, except for when there are periods of time where everyone is using, using the Wi-Fi at the same time for things like 
registering for classes, that is when the Wi-Fi can get kind of overloaded. But luckily we have a fantastic ISNS technology department, which you guys will hear from at a later time and they will cover more about that. But there is free Wi-Fi. Thanks, Shala. Okay. And Jeb suggested getting an Ethernet cable before you come to campus. <laughs> okay. Um, another question, probably for Chris. Um, is the EFC the same as the direct costs on the Berea tuition bill? So the direct cost will be uh, in that uh, orange section. Uh, and it is almost always the same as the EFC for new students. Uh, as you get uh, more in classification, sophomore, junior, senior, then that will change. Uh, but yes, for new students, that, uh, that orange section should, be, should match your expected family contribution. Minus any other, if you have any, no, never mind, because we put the scholarships at the bottom. I was going to say minus the scholarships, but the orange section should be your EFC split in half. So obviously, if it's zero for fall, it's going to be zero. Spring is going to be zero. If your EFC is 500, then you should see in that orange section on your award letter, should have 250 in fall, 250 in spring. So this is a question that I think maybe, Chris, you could answer, or we could have an orientation leader jump in and answer. Um, are students allowed to have other jobs aside from their labor position on campus? You know, I always love to get a student perspective. So, you know, if, if, if someone wants to jump in there and Yeah, let's see. Um, Ryan, could you maybe answer that question? Sure, can, uh, can you repeat the question one more time for me, please? Yeah, um, so are students allowed to have jobs aside from their labor position on campus? Um, so <clears throat> unfortunately, no, since Berea is a labor school, um, you're not allowed to have outside jobs. However, there could be uh, uh, circumstances where they is allowed. I'm not sure um, about that process or how that would go. Um, but from general perspective, general answer, no, you're not allowed to have outside jobs. However, you are allowed to pick up a zero to five, which is um, a secondary position on campus. Um, you won't be able to do it your first year, unfortunately, but every year after that, you will be allowed to have a zero to five. Um, it is a way to get extra income. Uh, as a student, um, it can't go towards your term bill. You choose to do that as well. Um, but yeah. Let me just throw in, not only are you not allowed to have one, there's no time, there's <laughs> no time there. Like you think, you get here, you think, oh my gosh, like I need to be making more than this, babe, there's no time. There's no time, you are a full-time student and Bria acknowledges that you are a full-time student. That is why when you get to school, you will see that your hours are not normal. You would think, oh, I should be working 30 hours or blah, 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 blah. You will see that you are a full-time student and that is why the labor, the labor, program is set up to work with you as a student rather than as a separate thing and you being a student as a separate thing and you have to like juggle both you know so they're really trying to set you up for success here academically yeah and, and then, also oh sorry nope go ahead 
Uh, I was going to say, we've gotten this question a couple times in our office. In the summers, yes, absolutely, you're encouraged to find other jobs and other internships. There are summer labor positions available, um, but you can absolutely work additional or other jobs during the summer. Yeah, and, and I was just going to add, you know, that's the angle that I like to take is um, not that it's a hard and fast no, but it's a you won't want to have an outside job because, you know, Berea College being residential, we want you to immerse yourself into the college experience. We want you to become, uh, whether you like sports, join a sports team. If you like clubs, organizations, join a club, join an organization, uh, join, run for uh, student government, uh, get involved in your hall. So those are the kinds of things that we want Berea College students to do in addition to their academics, in addition to their labor. And so, you know, as was said, you're gonna have a full plate. So it's a little bit different than now. I know some of you are, are working 30 hours a week and going to school in high school, but it's gonna be a little bit different when you come to campus. And uh, so you and, and you may be the person that can excel in working uh, extra hours and doing academics and doing a sport and things. And, you know, like was said, in subsequent years, your sophomore year, your junior year, your senior year, you can get extra hours. Uh, and so that would be, you know, if you wanted a another job, so to speak, in addition to your primary job, you can get what we call secondaries or you could get possibly two primaries. <coughs> Excuse me. And so those that is an option for students in subsequent years, but know that your first year Berea really wants you to immerse as a new Berea College student and experience Berea College to the fullest. Okay, thank you. Um, so next question. Um, if a scholar, if a student has received a scholarship, can it be put toward the direct cost bill? And if the award exceeds all needed payments for the year, can it be applied to the following year at Berea? I think I. Think all right. I so let me let me answer those in reverse order. And so we use the entire scholarship in the year that it is uh, given. And so let's say that we're talking about a, uh, a Keys Award. That Keys Award, let's say it's $2,200. We use that entire Keys Award in the year that it's given. So 21, 22, when you guys become new students, we will use that entire Keys Award. So the year 22, 23, that $2,200 for keys is no longer available. Now with keys, as we talked about earlier, it's a renewable resource. Uh, others outside scholarships might not be, but all of that to say is that award gets used in the year that you bring it in. Now we do recognize uh, students that bring in outside scholarships are often able to use uh, grant money instead of loan money for other expenses in recognition that they brought in some scholarships that they weren't able to use towards their direct term bill. And that's uh, up to $2,000 in dental, medical, or optical. 
uh, up to $2,000 in uh, travel through the college, uh, college-sponsored spo college uh, travel program. Students are able to use up to $2,000 in grant money for that as well. Um, and so those are, are opportunities to use those particular funds that, uh, that may have gone to help for pay for tuition. Uh, now, the first part of that, uh, read th that first part again, please. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if, so if a student receives a scholarship, will it be able to, can they put it towards the direct cost bill? Gotcha. So with scholarships, we always like to say if students pay their EFC, then their scholarships will be left unavailable to help with books and supplies. Now, so let's say we take the, the student that has a, an EFC of, uh, let's say 400. So that your first year, first semester is gonna be uh, $200, right? So we're splitting that $400 uh, two by two, 200 in the fall, 200 in the spring. And so let's say you get a, an outside scholarship for $500, okay? $500 is the tolerance that we use per term uh, for outside scholarships. And so you have a $500 resource, but your term deal is $200, okay, in this example. And so if you pay that $200, if and when you pay that $200, then you have that $500 as a resource to pay to help you pay for books and supplies, okay? Now, what happens if you don't pay that, uh, that $200 uh, um, term bill? then uh, the aid, once it hits your account, the scholarship will hit your account, it will absorb that $200, uh, but then your scholarship resource is only, is reduced by that $200 and becomes $300 at that point. And if that is uh, confusing, I would be happy to uh, talk with any folks that have outside scholarships, just uh, contact us we can walk through you know, your situation personally and how any outside scholarships would affect your specific EFC and your specific term bill. Okay, so another question that popped up also kind of related to labor. Um, so will the labor hours that students get be enough to cover the cost for fees and outside expenses? That's one of those, uh, it depends answers. And the reason why I say it depends is because it's really uh, gonna be gauged by your expected family contribution. Because again, your expect expected family contribution is your first year's term bill. And so many students can manage if their term bill is $200, their book's $200, many students can manage with that labor resource paying that. If it gets beyond that, you know, let's say your EFC is 500 and your books are 300. 800 is a little bit to manage uh, with a first year student's uh, wages in the labor program. And so, you know, we may need to look at other options at that point. So again, it kind of depends on the expected family contribution. 
Okay, so um, this is something that's coming up in the chat, and I think Teresa is also addressing it in the chat as well, but I just want to make sure we talk about it um, so that it's on the recorded podcast as well. Um, so how do students access the book grant? Um, it just says that it's available on the award letter, but how do they actually access those funds? Does that mean since Teresa was answering it in the chat, I get to let Teresa answer it? Uh, for the podcast? I will leave that up to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait and see if she unmutes or just totally leaves the webinar. Do I have to? <laughs> Good evening. Hey, uh, let's see. We're talking about the book grant. The book grant, if you'll see it on your award letter, it will also be applied to your, your student account. And I don't know if you've talked about the student account in any other um, town halls you've had, but the student account is one place where all your charges go and all your financial aid goes. Uh, it could also have fines if you got a parking ticket or if you didn't take back a library book, those go on there. So the student account houses everything. When we release grants, we release it to the student account. So if you use the college's website uh, to order books, their online bookstore, those charges for books will come onto your student account. Your book grant will also be on your student account. Um, so that's where it all comes together. But you don't have to come to us to say, uh, Chris, Teresa, uh, I need that book grant now. It will automatically hit your account. And I hope that answers the question. Thanks, Teresa. Okay, so I think we are all caught up on questions. Um, we just have a few minutes left. So if anyone has any last minute questions they want to throw in the chat, now is the time to do it. You are also always welcome to unmute yourself. Your voice will be recorded on the podcast, but it's mostly just gonna be me and Chris, so no pressure. Um, oh, okay, this is another great question. So, Will this information that we've discussed tonight be explained again when we arrive on campus, or is there an option to talk to a counselor or something? Uh, the answer to that is actually both. Uh, so we will have uh, opportunity when you first get to campus to meet uh, with one of us counselors in our office, or if you want to sometime throughout the summer, um, access that uh, finaid.berea.edu or um, the phone number that we listed earlier, you can speak to us prior to uh, that time at the beginning of the semester. Thank you. And we always like to do, uh, to have that conversation um, earlier rather than later, because uh, as you uh, upperclassmen know, that confirmation time gets a little bit hectic and uh, it's challenging to get everything done and, and not have to um, be a little more stressed than if you take advantage of the time of the slower summer. Thank you. 
And on that note, I'm going to go ahead and drop the financial aid email in the chat one more time so y'all can copy and paste it and save it in your notes. So it's finaid at berea.edu. Okay, well, I will keep the Zoom open until 7 p.m. It's 6.55 now. So if anyone has any last minute questions that they wanna stick around and ask, we will keep it open. Um, but you all who are who feel like you've gotten all the questions answered, um, you are welcome to hop off. Oh, okay. This is a great question. Um, a student was wondering, can they email financial aid over the summer to see if there's anything they else to, anything else they need to do at this point regarding their finances? Absolutely. Yep, that same email address. We can look through your specific award letter, look through and see if you've got any outside scholarships, and yep, see if anything else is needed. And as a reminder, um, our next informational session will be with Student Life, and that is coming up in just a couple of weeks. So please keep an eye on your email um, so that you can get that. Okay, um, where did they send outside scholarship info to? So Again, if you don't need the institution to provide any information to the granting organization, it would just be that uh, that address that we put in the chat earlier, the um, Student Financial Aid Services, CPO 2172, Berea, Kentucky, uh, 40404. If you do need us to provide either some data to the uh, granting organization or they want to get some data to us first before they release a check, uh, then you can contact us through email or phone and we can help facilitate that.
And I think we got all of the questions, but if by chance we missed your question or if it was a little bit specific or not necessarily related to um, financial aid directly, you can always email that question to sst at berea.edu. Um, and we're also happy to always connect you with financial aid as well. Um, if you happen to find our email address before theirs, um, they are super responsive to email. So very easy to get a hold of. Okay, well, we are coming up on 7 p.m. So I will go ahead and end the meeting shortly. Um, but I just wanna say thank you so much to Chris and Teresa for being here tonight. I know the incoming students were really appreciate it and we appreciate it also. So email SST or email financial aid if you need anything and we will see you all at the next session. You're welcome, glad to be here tonight.